Precious tritium is the fuel that makes this podcast go. There's only 25 pounds of it on the whole planet. With great power comes great responsibility. Hello and welcome to another new episode of Swinging Through Spider-Man, a Spider-Man podcast hosted by two people. Uh, well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that we know nothing about Spider-Man at this point. I'd say we know a little bit, not too much, Brad, but we're getting there. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the amount that we know about the Spider-Man canon could fit on the back of a postage stamp. Yeah, we're getting used to things, getting our, our head around things, recognizing things that we know from games that we played in the past, or. You know, the animated series, stuff like that. But no, this is a serious, real deal that we're reading through for the very first time. This is The Amazing Spider-Man, issue by issue. Bang on. So we've just finished the Steve Ditko comics. We're two issues into the John Romita Sr. era. Stan Lee's still writing them. Um, last time, what happened last time? So this was issue, you know, when Steve Ditko finished with Spider-Man. We had two massive issues where... Um, the Green Goblin kidnapped Peter Parker, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was uh he found out Peter Parker's true identity while he's stalking him in the alleyway. Um, assaulted him on his own front lawn, took him back to his hideout, um, tied him to a chair, it was all a bit fifty shades. Um, and then proceeded to show him a PowerPoint presentation and why every fight the goblin has ever had with Peter in the past the goblin has run away from it's essentially he was trying to uh to gauge how 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 strong peter was so this time goblin takes off his mask he's unveiled to be uh norman osborne harry osborne's dad peter's quote-unquote frenemy um he says right peter this is what we're gonna do man you put your dukes up we'll do this properly we're gonna have a proper fight have a scuffle real good fight it's popping then Osborne hits his head off the floor. Was it the floor or was it a rock? Was it a machine? I can't remember. He hit off the floor, then he got punched into the machine. He got hit ahead a few times. I think even though he's got semi-superhuman powers from all the elixirs he's been drinking. um, One too many blows to the head, one big blow to the head when he got kicked into some machinery. And it's over. Totally forgot all about being Green Goblin. Totally forgot about being... Norman Osborn for a little while, and more importantly, he forgot who Spider-Man really is. Yeah, completely gone out of his head. So Spider-Man got away with a bit of a lucky escape, and he goes on with his life. And that takes us to this issue, the issue we're now speaking about, issue 41 of The Amazing Spider-Man. Brad, shall we get into it? We should definitely get into it, mate. Right, is there anything you want to tell me about this cover then? Right, this cover is showing off the rhino for the first time and oh my god, he looks like a toe. Like, legitimately a toe. He he doesn't look like he's part of the costume. He looks like the costume is a part of him. Like, imagine the Teletubbies. If the Teletubbies screen was this rhino's face that had a man pushed up against the window. 
That's the rhino's face. In fact, he looks. <laughs> he looks like a toenail. toenail. He looks like. You know how. <laughs> do you know in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like Krang was just sort of stuffed in that guy's stomach? He looks like. That. <laughs> I don't know. Is he wearing a rhino skin? Because it's got eyes. <laughs> it, it looks like there's just a man forcibly trying to get. But his fists fit into its, like, its hooves. I don't know. It's a finger pewter. But he does literally look like a toe, and that is perfect. The squarest head of all time, that is. <laughs> no, this is called The Horns of the Rhino. It's issue 41 of The Amazing Spider-Man. It was a whole 12 cents, and it was published in October. So we bang on the money in timing. Bang on the money. Bang on the money. The Horns of the Rhino, John Romita, Senior Stanley. You want to know where the story begins, Brad? I've just just got to say about one more thing about this this uh, this cover though is that it's approved by the Comics Code. Um, we're definitely not. We're not. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'd fail. No, we're approved by we'd drunk. Fail. We're approved by drunk Pete, and that's about it. That's the only stamp I want. Stamp of approval <laughs> I need. You want to know where the story begins? That's rock and roll, mate. Where does it begin? It begins with Aunt May of all people, Alfie. Alfie for once. Uh, yeah, this is something that we left out on our little recap. Um, the doctor actually gave Aunt May one more scare, and that's it. Look, done, zipped. Mm. A little, a little, uh, a little flutter heart's gonna flutter no more. The doctor says if she takes one more scare, she's gonna pop her clogs. Mm-mm. That's yeah, that's it. Aunt May gonna but she's taking that long dirt nap with Uncle Ben. Too soon. Too soon. Brad, uh, let me have a look at the timeline of this recording. Um, we're, we're, we're just over under six minutes, man, and you just come out with that. <laughs> Set the time. So, Aunt May, she's healthy. She's taking on board a proposition from her neighbour, Anna May Watson. Oh, this bitch. She's always in her face. Always. Always there going, just gossiping. Chatting shit, getting in Aunt May's face, telling him things, telling her things. Sorry, but Aunt May, Anna May Watson says, "Hey, my niece Mary Jane Watson, of all people, has moved to a new apartment, and you know I've got empty space in my house now, and it's lonely. Why don't you move in?" That's that's weird, man. That's odd. That's strange. Like if if there was someone, if you're a listener. And you were from the 60s, actually from the 60s. I would like to know if this happened. If this was just a thing. It's very kind because I'm suspicious. Oh, yeah. Really, I'd be suspicious of this. Because think about it. All this time, like, Anna Mae Watson has just been doing nothing but trying to sort of, like, offhand her niece onto Peter Barker. Just... And she's trying to mobilise. Yeah. Like it's like the fucking Maginot line. It's like they're pushing back against the Nazis. <laughs> we're trying to get territory. She's trying to get. She's trying to move trying in. to get into the park as any way possible, man. But she's like, move in. But May's like, she says it's an amazing idea, but no, I can't, right? Because I've got to look after my nephew Peter Parker. Of course, he's he's frail, he's fragile, he's not independent at all. 
it just immediately cut to Peter Parker standing in front of a mirror doing that thing with his pecs going close 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 think of the metaphor it's the same metaphor but we have to finish this this bit off Anna says that's okay but Really, she's thinking that Pete's a dickhead and she's relying on her aunt. I can't get my claws into May because Pete's got claws into May. <laughs> Cut to Peter Parker. Oh, he's buying a motorbike. Standing in front of a motorcycle. He can't afford. <laughs> Mate, that, that is a putt-putt as well. <laughs> that's an Indian motorcycle. That's an, that's an yeah, Indian. but mate, that engine's the size of my fist. Dude, it's an in. Do you know how much that'll be worth now? <laughs> Good point. Good point. No, but you know how much it'd be worth if you took care of it. You know this motherfucker's driving that straight into a wall. Oh yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Meanwhile, Peter Parker, of all people, is putting on a down payment forward on a motorcycle that he is trying to finance. And you know the scumbag salesman's behind him, going, "Yeah, yeah, you can finance that." You just got to get the loan. How would you get a loan? I can tell you. Fucking. How would you get a loan, mate? No, that's that's the salesman saying, I'll, I'll, I'll show you how you can get a loan. You can go through our, our providers. Oh, I'll get you now. Trying to force a loan on him. Oh, okay. So I was expecting you to do like a joke about, like, hey, Peter, you really want this bike? <laughs> you know, you know, you know, Peter, you don't need the fucking bike. You know what you got to do to get this bike? Because you know what you are, Peter. You are the amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> you don't need this motorcycle. <laughs> Guess what? You are a motorcycle. The thing is, I'd... the thing is, he's in New York. He doesn't fucking need one. I, I kind of get it, though. I do. I do. Like, don't get me wrong. I love my motorcycle. I love it to be. Brad, we're in Birmingham. He's in New York City. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, but it's the 60s. There weren't as much traffic back then. There's still the Metro, man. Good point. Get on the underground, five minutes, fucking bang around an hour. He's going to be like a fucking deliverable. He wants wants to be a self-made man. He doesn't want to have to rely on the public transports. Okay. I'm going to cut you off there. How is he going to finance this loan without someone being a reference? This isn't a self-made man. This guy's got to beg J. Jonah Jameson to be a credit reference. He's going to go as well as when uh, Spider-Man tried to uh, woo Gwen Stacy for the first time. Jameson agrees. What? No, don't be so surprised. Okay. He okay. knows that he'll have Pete over a barrel when it comes to freelance rates. So, <laughs> oh, Always in it for himself. Jameson, on the other end of the phone, slams it down laughing and turns to his guest. You will remember this guy. His son, John, the astronaut. Ah, yes. From when uh, Spider... Oh, God, man, that was like issue... The first one? It's yeah, the issue first one. fucking issue. <laughs> when Spider-Man went to space. <laughs> he didn't go to space. He just caught a whole rocket with, <laughs> with his web. A whole <laughs> rocket. One whole rocket. Not a shuttle. He acted to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he fucking the first, um, the first instance of domestic terrorism that he did. He was, yeah. They literally sprinted into Cape Canaveral. There's all the, the army are there, commandeers a jet and goes into the Earth's atmosphere. I love how we knew how to fly the jet. That's the thing that I love. I love the most of it. Like I've been in the jet cockpit, and I couldn't tell you. 
I couldn't even tell you where the fucking on button is. Even if I've played fucking airplane simulator and I can tell you I do not know what the buttons do. <laughs> just fucking slapping things until they go. Like, it's just Peter's like he's both the luckiest and the dumbest man in the world. Like when I used to play airplane simulator, I had the headset and I'd pretend like I was the pilot. Like I was like I must have been about nine or ten. And like the plane was going down and I was trying to stall it out to the passenger the imaginary passengers. Mate, you had a sick childhood, man. <laughs> I was there and I was like, uh, this is gonna be some uh, slight turbulence. And we're we're plummeting towards the sea. <laughs> the turbulence is just pine trees going by. Yeah, the t- <laughs> But no, that that was me trying to stall it out. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> so, Mate, it's it's on air forever now. And I generally had a headset. I was just actually acting like the pilot, and it, it was the time of my life. But uh, I, I was timed on the computer as well. So I to, when the timer went off, I had to stop the flight, save the program, go 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 away, and let my brother play. That was shit. That was heartbreaking. <laughs> He's just trying to take off the computer. He's just like, but my passengers. <laughs> <laughs> well, how the fuck is the one seven A going to get from Burnley to New York? <laughs> All right, well, you're going to have to tell my company. <laughs> you take the headset fight off. Well, mother, you're going to have to tell fucking JetBlue <laughs> about their delay flight. <laughs> JetBlue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Right. Where were we? JJ turned round to his son, astronaut. The astronaut? Yep. Fresh off of motherfucking mission. This geezer, come down to Earth. He's talking about how grateful he is for Spider-Man. Well, if it, I don't know for Spider-Man, he'd be, uh, he'd be, he'd be dead. dead. You've seen that awful photo of that, like, the geezer that's burnt up. Oh, and yeah, and he's just a Russian. The Russian's oh. just looking at it, just going, I don't know where, but I kind of want to eat it. <laughs> oh, God. That's what he would have been oh, yeah. if Spider-Man he's weren't a... around. This child trying to steer a uh, a rocket shuttle, whatever, back down to Earth. J. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson says, that's bullshit, John. Spider just took credit for your excellence. <laughs> Not, Not true, true at all. John says, Dad, you ain't been fucking fair, but look, we got some serious, something serious to discuss. On my last mission, Dad, something odd happened. Okay. A strange oh, more, thing. More odd than than JJ's face. JJ says, shit, NASA actually didn't release any information about your flight. And John says, I know. They couldn't. Da-da-da. You know, he just like <laughs> looked away into the corner. <laughs> no, he's looking at his green hand. That he's got <laughs> his space hand. John Jameson on his mission, was surrounded by intergalactic spores. Okay. Okay. So he comes back down to Earth, and he had to get studied by the CIA for six months before being released. Uh, that'd explain his absence. That'd explain why he's, like, quite literally coughing into a bucket every <laughs> six seconds. But the information, mate, it's in demand. It's a space race is going on. John Jameson is now under federal guard, protected by agents wherever he goes, so that America has the lead and will always have the lead in the 
space race. Well, uh, at this point, the Fantastic Four has already been up, haven't they? Fantastic Four. They're American as fuck. They're American, which means that they've already gone to space and that they've already fucking absorbed all those cosmic rays. So I'm calling bullshit on this. The checkered flag went a long time ago in this race. You know in Formula One when the car at the back, if you're at the back and that checkered flag's gone and you're lapped, you're fucked it, you ain't finishing. (laughs) It's already game over. You're driving into the garage, mate. (laughs) (laughs) That's Russia, they fucked it. They haven't won this space race. America's won the space race. Fantastic Four, they got all the intergalactic shit. And John Jameson is uh, apparently the key to the space race, which okay. hasn't, which, which is all going. Um, <laughs> this story now spins out of control. If you didn't already think it spun out of yeah, control. Yeah, I was about to say, there's already many threads to this story. <laughs> On the Mexican border. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hard cut the Mexican border. A man in a rhino suit (laughs) is aggressively running in a straight line towards the border (laughs) to America. He's he's doing that Rick on Stark man, just straight running. The border agents on the Rio Grande, they attempt to stop him getting into America, but the bullets bounce off. This geezer's running full steam ahead, and it's just so funny. Just watching him charge. Into- they pull guns on him. Like, hands are swinging either side. Like- Donald Trump doesn't need his wall if he's got these people shoot first. Border <laughs> patrol agents. The wall is bullets. <laughs> but he just goes through them and through the fucking border. Oh, yeah. He's just bowled through him, man, isn't it? He's just bowling through it all. He's got a mission in mind, mate, and he's ready to rampage. But I want to know. If this geezer can only run in a straight line, where did he get dropped off? <laughs> did he get dropped off down the right bottom of South America by Antarctica, like Patagonia? <laughs> have to run all the fucking way up mate, to Mexico. Mate, how else do you build up momentum like that? How much? How how do you build up enough momentum to run through a wall? Through the Panama Canal, <laughs> up through Central America. <laughs> Mate, you're just All through Central America. showing off your geography skills now. Straight through the Rio Grande. <laughs> Straight through the Border Patrol. He is now in Texas. <laughs> Rick Shithouse, this geezer. Fuck, you know. Look, I have images of him running through the border on one side wearing a sombrero and then he busts out the other side and now he's magically wearing a cowboy oh, no. hat. It's going to be like Breaking Bad. He's going to be like the screen is going to be like sepia, like yellow on the one side. And when it comes through, it's going to be just normal colour. <laughs> you think the stories went off the rails enough already? <sighs> Fucking hell, I've got to brace myself for this shit. Meanwhile, in New York City, Peter Parker, he can't take his mind off his motorcycle. With his head in the clouds, he bumps into Betty Brandt. He's there wearing a mask. <laughs> Hi, Peter! <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she's shocked to see him. He's shocked to see oh, her. Oh, Peter, how about you being in New York? Oh, Betty, how about you coming back unannounced out of nowhere? Yeah, like, Peter's just so happy to see her as well. Like, he's not at all like, yeah, you just cut and run. Like, and just you left us all in the shit at the bugle. Like, man, I've been working double shifts and that. Fuck. Well, hell, you Betty, it would have been great if you didn't leave a, a stack of admin behind. <laughs> one sec, my dog wants to be let out of my room, one sec. You little fucking 
<laughs> you guys want to hear something quite quirky? Jamo's dog is female, yet its name is Edda. Mm-hmm. Like Eddie Ed- Gorder. Edwarder. Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock, yeah. So Peter bumps into Betty. Sorry, hold on. Get- on subjects of Eddie Brock and dogs, after watching the Venom movie, I was fucking expecting to see that bit with the dog to be like the fucking the mask. You know when Oti puts on the mask? Yeah. I wanted to see Venom dog. I wanted it to happen, but it didn't. you got to say that. you got to put it out there. It's very frustrating, but yeah, fantastic film. Nonetheless. Yes. Betty and Peter go to get coffee. They don't know what to say to each other. They're just, Betty's going, how's everything at the bugle? And he's like, oh, it's okay. They're just like making small talk. Peter says, now this is ironic. This is like sheer torture for a man who has just been tortured. I think that's stupid. <laughs> that's saying something. Uh, they, but there's nothing up between them. Betty says it's gone. Pete's thinking it's gone. Clearly not. It is truly awkward. It's really awkward until Ned Leeds comes into the shop. Fucking out of, out of all the coffee shops in all of New York. There's just one. There's one. One at this point. Ned comes in and Betty's like, oh, fuck, it's Ned. And they're like, they hit it off. And Pete's just like, Pete just smiles and nods. It's a natural conclusion. Yeah, it's just sort of like... I guess Peter's sort of had his mind made up for him, hasn't he? Like, yeah. She comes out of the blue. There's no spark anymore. It's just... Uh, it looks awkward. Like, Remit's done a really good way of capturing this whole... So how excited they are. Then they realise they hit Earth really quickly. Yeah, it's like... Literally, you can see the sparkles in Betty's eyes as soon as she locks eyes with Pete. Like, it's legit. Like, she's so happy. Eyes, mo- like, super wide. Through her skin mask. And then it just slowly but surely just... So there's a guy, as you can see, there's a guy sitting behind Peter and Betty. You know when Betty leaves, he's going to turn over to Pete, nudge him and go, tough crowd, eh? Yeah, you know it. (laughs) (laughs) He he literally... He looks like... He looks like... uh, Oh, what's his name? Is it... um, Oh, what's his name? Like, I'm too old for this shit. From Lethal Weapon. I don't even know. Donnie... Danny, Danny Glover. Glover, that's the one. He looks like Danny Glover, so he's literally just gonna be like, "Yeah, fucking women, eh?" <laughs> he's like, "What?" Nope. <laughs> but no, he's gonna he's gonna say that. Like, oh, tough crowd, eh? <laughs> tough crowd, eh? Well, no, Ned Leeds comes in. Betty, they hit it off. They talk about all old times. They walk off. Betty doesn't even give Pete her new address or phone number when she goes. <laughs> done. It's just, it is done. I'm kind of glad it's done Pete's because cool. if Pete and Ned are happy. I'm happy for them because it just means that someone's face is going to be remaining on their fucking body. Yeah, I'm very happy for Betty and Ned and Pete because he, he moves on with his life. Um, he realises that they never had anything in common. It was just the uh, first goal, first girl he ever thought oh, he loved. That makes sense. I Yeah. But as he walks away, as he walks away from Ned and Betty, a bulletin bursts in on a news channel. A man in a rhino suit is charging through the highways and roadblocks on his way to New York City. Holy fuck! So does that mean that he's just been charging his whole way? You know that um, the highway fight in one of the Transformers films? It's just like he's running <laughs> like that. Like That's Prime. what I was thinking. 
<laughs> just chugging along. How In order for him to do this, he must have been going some speed. So it just would be like, dun, 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 dun. just a man just stomping his way through the whole of the US. Like, I'm surprised that he doesn't have like little souvenirs hanging off of his skin and that. I'm trying to think of a straight line now where it takes him through. One, mate. Like, New York is uh, East Coast, isn't it? Yeah, so. Yeah. Mate, he would have had to like. He would have had to have turned at some point. Do you reckon he, in order to, to change direction, he has to... I don't think he turned. I think he arced. Arced. <laughs> like, he slowly Too arced. much momentum. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that there is... There is technically, like, a straight line that he could have gone in, actually. But it'd be a bit difficult towards the end. <laughs> or he, he would have had to curve at some point. Like, wherever he's going, imagine if he's got too much momentum and just carries on past it. <laughs> yeah, what if he goes into the sea? Or just, like, into Staten Island? Or Long Island? Just keeps going. But, uh, no, the rhino is uh, he's in a rhino suit. And he's running to New York in a straight line. I want to know how he eats. Um, does he run through the drive-thru? Nah, he gets those guys, you know, the guys that come on in a truck and they throw food into your window <laughs> on the highway. He gets that. <laughs> no, he, he runs through the McDonald's drive-thru, but orders for the next one. Like, he doesn't go to the, the window, he goes to the next drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> he only does, like... But there's three windows, isn't there? There's the, the order, pay, and collect. So he has to order for the third drive-thru, pay at the second. <laughs> the payment is that he runs through the drive-thru and not through the restaurant. <laughs> like I just imagine him like running like uh, ninety pure ninety degrees like Tron. Yeah, he can switch like that. yeah, <laughs> like like on a dime. <laughs> he's like the fucking castle in chess. Straight line. Fucking if anyone has a Spider-Man chess set, I know they exist, and the Rhino is not the Rook or the Castle, yeah, you can bin it. You can bin that. Fucking Rook. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, my God. He, though, he can go up in that straight line for as long as he wants, but if he wants to turn, he's got to wait a turn. Stop. And then he can go straight. And go fucking <laughs> boom. I can ride this baby 50 miles. He turns on the dime, but you have to wait a little bit, tiny little bit. But uh, down the road, Pete bumps into J. Jonah Jameson and he thanks him for the loan, which is for the Wait, motorbike. Did he you know. actually get the motorbike then? I know, I know. Um... He had to put the down payment and get the reference. I think he had to wait for the paperwork to go through. Oh, okay. Oh, with all this red tape. Oh. Yeah. You can't just let some 16, 18 year old get on a motorbike and just drive. There's no helmet. There's no helmet involved in this. But, uh, He's brushed off, Pete's brushed off when he goes to thank J. Jonah Jameson because two federal agents are there. They push Pete away because John Jameson, of course, is in the vicinity and he's being escorted around town. They're not letting anyone near him. I just feel like with how jumpy this is, it's just it's just Stan. Very crunk, clunkily laying breadcrumbs. J. Jonah Jameson tells Pete, fuck off, get some pictures of the rhino when he comes. Pete's praying the rhino don't turn up. <laughs> he, better, he better turn his shutter speed up real <laughs> fucking high, man. <laughs> like a fucking speed camera. The first picture is the rhino like in full charge. The second one is his horn getting ready to go straight through the camera. 
You won't even see his face because he'll be looking at his crotch shot. To get the horn up, he'll have to be looking underneath him, won't he? That is a good point. But he won't be able to see. He has to kind of put his head down. He's not like the mechanical rhino in the game or in the film. He's like, he's the fucking a rhino. Man. He's, he's a, a man wearing rhino. a onesie. He's literally a man wearing a onesie. That's what he is. He's genuinely wearing a onesie with a horn. He's genuinely an actual rhino. I'm trying to... Do you think it is a costume or a rhino skin? This is oh. real talk now. I need to know. I need. I won't be able to sleep. We'll have to find out eventually. They'll tell us if the next one, I guess, or the one after, or something like that. We'll be told at some point. So, yeah, before we get it wrong. But uh, no, Pete heads home. He tells Aunt May about his motorcycle. She doesn't really seem to care, though, because she's kind of distracted about the offer she had about moving out. Yeah, that makes sense. She tries to tell Pete about Anna's offer, but he's already gone. He's all upstairs. <laughs> Ironically, whilst he's upstairs, he's thinking, one day I might be able to move out and becoming more independent. <laughs> Mate, he gets, he gets one motorbike and he's fucking grown man now. See, he puts hairs on your chest. All three of them. He thinks about putting his Spider-Man suit on. He hasn't wore it in a few weeks. It's getting dust, mate. Cobwebs. <laughs> that just adds to the aesthetic. But just as he's about to get dressed and go out and swing about the city, he thinks, oh, I've actually got a study and I'm pretty worried about the rhino. So I'll, I'll stay tuned to that situation as it develops. Wait, wait, wait. Spider- the friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man who's supposed to be looking after New York has gone, ah, fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess one day. I suppose we'll that's the thing, like, I kind of, like, imagine that, like, superheroes just work all day, every day, every every single time. But the reality of it is, is that there's no possible way that a superhero could just constantly be vigilant. There's just no way. It's impossible. Like, you'd never do anything in your life, ever, because you'd just be... Spider-Man all the time. So, as a criminal, he's sort of like, there's probably a chance Spider-Man won't show up today. Probably. There's every chance. There's every chance as well. But think about it, if there's like, five crimes happening at once, Spider-Man can only be at one. The Rhino is still on his way to New York. He has to sleep at some point. <laughs> no, mate, he's, he's, he's a... Oh, what is it, man? Those people that can sleep standing up. He's just doing it while charging. No, he actually has to go for a kip. Oh, he actually has to go for a kip? Yeah, he's sleeping in a train carriage. <laughs> Fucking hell. But these security guards move up to it. They don't know the rhinos in it. And they're like, come on, boy, this isn't a hobo hotel. Come on, you damn furry, <laughs> get out the truck. They think he's like a homeless guy sleeping in there. No, it's the fucking rhino. He comes... He punches out. He's like, I'm in fucking New York. What he's done, he's had a keep. He's had a keep in a train carriage that has taken him to New York. Ah, oh, he thought it did last stint by the train. This one cop in the corner says, oh, it's the rhino. we got to stop him, but you know he's going to make no effort. Oh, yeah. No this effort. is above his fucking pay grade. I love the fact that he took like the, 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 um, the train for the last stint. Like, I reckon he was going to go on a train anyway. But he, he tries to book them online. He says, well, fucking how much? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Went, wrestled down the nearest rhino we could. Just skinned him, put it on, Betty Brant style. And <laughs> just started stomping. But this, see, the suit confuses me. In this instance, I know his face is very square, 
it looks like a, just a nose and a mouth and the rhino's eyes look like his eyes when he's punching through the train carriage. You know what I mean? The thing is, if you have a look at the rhino's eyes as well, the eyes of the actual rhino skin just looks so sleepy. Done. It's just like, I just want this to be over. I just <laughs> lost all hope. It's, it's sort of like, like the cowardly lion from the Wizard of Oz. He's got the strength. <laughs> Boy, he's just so done. <laughs> the Rhino's mission has brought him to New York City. Now, a news bulletin sends Peter Parker into action as Spider-Man to track down the Rhino because the Rhino has crashed into Jan- John Jameson's apartment and abducted John Jameson. Fuck it. So, so Peter's just like, my back! <laughs> 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 I need him to sign on the dotted line for no, my it's, bike. It's not, it's not uh, J. Jonah Jameson. It's his son. Oh, it's his son. Oh, yeah, sure. okay, okay, okay. So... This leads me to conclude that the Rhino is a Russian agent <laughs> kidnapping the astronaut to get ahead in the space race. <laughs> Why the fuck they didn't just nuke him or something? I'll never know. That's incredible. That is unbelievably incredible. <laughs> and it happens like that. The Rhino jumps in. He's got past the guards. Spider-Man turns up. J. Jonah Jameson's screaming. He swings away. And he finds the rhino stomping with J. Jonah Jameson's son, J. Jonah Jameson's son John Jameson, slumped over the rhino's shoulder. And he's just going again. He's literally just got it. It's like, Is he going to run to fucking Russia with him? <laughs> Underneath the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, it'd be the Pacific, wouldn't it? Underneath the Pacific Ocean, just there like... Blah, 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 blah. John Jameson's going to wake up soaking like in France. Now, you know what it's like? <laughs> you know when you're playing Capture the Flag on Halo and you'd get in the base, get the flag and fuck right off as soon as possible? <laughs> That's Rhino, man. <laughs> He's just got like a little marker on his head and you just see him do a jump every now and again <laughs> just to make sure bullets ain't flying his way. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> this is one Uber ride that John Jameson won't be rating as five stars. <laughs> <laughs> he's just there on his phone like where the fuck's my uber taking me <laughs> like this isn't the route this isn't the route that fucking either google maps or uber maps has told you you're going off the map sir and this leads me to conclude as your passenger that you were trying to take up the fare oh fucking <laughs> five stars from uber with a compliment saying saying made my dad <laughs> no that that'd be for if doc ock wasn't uber and aunt may was the one being kidnapped like, we'd all know that she's 10 out of 10 stars. She just wants to go around the block. Just take me once more time. Oh, you've missed my house. Oh, you have to go around <laughs> again. Oh, I meant left, not right. Oh, you're such a handsome, hunky man, octopus. <laughs> Shut up. I'm trying to enjoy the spices. <laughs> Spider-Man heads to face off with the rhino. Spidey struggles to deal with the rhino and simply has to hold him off until the police are off. That's that's saying something like Rhino must be immensely strong. Yeah, his punches are like it's like sacks of bricks. <laughs> just sacks of them. And by the way, Spider-Man's hitting him hard and Rhino's just taking it. Just like okay. Yeah, Sp- Spider-Man's putting like everything he can into these hits. Like he's like like pushing himself off objects, like really trying to go for it, swinging round things to try to get momentum and he kicks happening. him through a fucking phone booth. Thank fuck no one was in there. <laughs> he literally, he doesn't just kick it, he uses a telephone pole 
or a light, like a, a, a light lamp. Fixture. Yeah, street yeah, lamp. That's street the one. Lamp to kick him through a phone booth. But the thing what? is, what gets me though is he's like he's just holding him off for the police. He's just holding him off, and then like they ain't gonna do shit. Exactly. What's the police gonna do with the little pea shooters? The border patrol have got the best police because you know they they oh, definitely yeah, don't no. want the Mexicans coming through. You know they're gonna use all the weapons there. Yeah, the, f- the sons of bitches. I would actually like to know how much money is spent on the border force of America. Yeah, there's laser. I bet they've got the fucking laser weapons and all the super weapons. <laughs> you know, the real shit. Because you know it's not getting given getting given and to you, the goddamn troops, Brad. You know you get that. You know you get that that one that one border patrol officer that's like, nah, I trust my my trusty six shooter and my lasso. Yeah, oh fucking like Montana. Yeah, Montana. Montana. Oh Montana. shit, Montana was a border patrol man. He was a racist one as well. Oh, you know he was. Uh, but you know, where's but you know what? He wasn't either. ableist though, man. He wasn't ableist. He had a big heart for the fancy dam and shot them off. <laughs> Rhino ain't stopping. He's been kicked through a phone booth. Spider-Man slamming him into the, the street lamps, the light fixtures. But it's all to hold him off. But, mate, Spider-Man gives him the fucking beatdown. Gives him the Wellington. He uses his momentum. He's like, okay... I don't even need to do anything. I've just got to let him fucking run at me and I can just slam him into walls. You got to imagine it. Rhino just runs at him. Spino jumps out of the way and kicks him into a phone booth. Oh, and fucking, like, it's fucking peanuts, man. <laughs> but you got to run at me? All right, I'll stand in front of a brick wall and then I'm going to jump out of the way and punch you in the back of the head through the brick wall. He just keeps doing that over and over. The Rhino is not a smart man. Rhino, you know the big dumb Russian fuck. It's not. It's like Ivan Drago, but if they put all the brains of Ivan Drago from Rocky Four into the muscles, <laughs> like like took took down his health, took down his fucking smart stat, put it right into strength. Yeah, <laughs> you know the Fallout, the special. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> all of this, that shit, even all of look, it look gone. <laughs> <laughs> Look, gone, intelligence gone, charisma, fuck it. All gone. All strength. <laughs> all strength. Bit of agility. Bit of agility. Well, clear no endurance. He must have endurance. Well, he's like he's thick as well. Two C's, three C's, four C's. Thick. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Foys for days, man. Getting hot in here, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's got ass like a shitty napper. Oh mate, he's rolling calm. <laughs> it does as well. <laughs> you think getting, him getting thrown through a wall is enough? No, he gets back up for more. Spider Man gives him the fucking kick. Mate, that's like a puts his head oh it's like it's just like the hurricane run off wrestling <laughs> puts his head in the ground. It fucking just smashes his head down with the heel of his foot right into the Spider-Man ground. Spider Man is it's literally, I think, a philosophical debate <laughs> about this. Rhino comes at him, and Spider-Man's like, um, I wonder if I really do this just to uh, preserve justice and to safeguard the uh, human race, or do I just love hitting people? <laughs> it says, do I love hearing the, the crazy sound effects? I, you can't hear them. But it shocks the sounds of people's necks breaking as he oh, yeah. slams them into the ground. That's one thing that I will say I've quite enjoyed about this artwork, is that every panel that the Rhino is on, is occupied by 
fucking sound effects, like unbelievably huge sound effects all over the panel. He's a big bastard. Oh yeah, thick five. Six. So he's Spider-Man jumps up, puts his legs on his head, slams him into the ground. The police arrive, but they aren't needed. What? He actually did it. Spider-Man just kicked the fucking piss out of the right Fucking hell. He gets up and he just like passes out. <laughs> he gets up for one more time. He just drops. He's done. He said like three words throughout the whole fucking thing. Like, with probably vodka and potato. Yeah. You'll never be able to. That's it. <laughs> The other sounds are oh! <laughs> <laughs> And the sound of his face hitting the concrete. You'll live to regret that. It's like you know when you're doing a character creation in the game and you can change the voice and you give a sample yeah. of what their fucking hit sound would be like and they're just like uh, uh, yeah, uh. It's like that. It's like a <laughs> no, he gets fucked up. Um, J. Jonah Jameson, John Jameson, all John Jameson wakes up from being knocked out. The police arrive. J. Jonah Jameson arrives. J. Jonah Jameson demands Spider-Man's arrest, but his son John stands up and calms it all down, saying, "I'm okay. Spider-Man saved me again." J. Jonah Jameson doesn't give a shit. He said he doesn't give a fuck. Oh, no, he wants him arrested. In all the confusion while John's calming the situation down, Spider-Man fucks off and he's looking above on the rhino passed out and he's like, well, I can't do that again if that happens. I'm knackered. I'm beat. Yeah. I ain't doing that again. I want to know how the police are going to block this fucker away. Yeah, because he could just run through walls, man. You'd have to, like, chain him down so he can't gain that momentum. You have to keep him in a cell full of compact mashed potato. Oh, uh, you know, you know, he can't you, move. You know what you'd need to do? You'd need to surround him by four McDonald's so that he could only ever run in an endless circle. It's a square. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's just like, ah, oh, no, due to my contract, I cannot run through them. <laughs> Spider-Man's gone. Pete's worries are gone. So he takes off on his new motorcycle. Oh, man, his little putt-putt. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> He's there fully suited on his fucking little putt-putt motorcycle as well. <laughs> Imagine, he just slides on it and he's sent, sent tumbling. <laughs> Dickhead. Now, he drives to school and he shows off his new motorcycle to Harry Osborne, Flash Thompson and Gwen Stacy, the gang. Within, he's got a new lease of life and... Without, you know, his love life, it's, it's free. He's not worried about Betty. He notices the beauty of Gwen Stacy for the first time. So, God damn. <laughs> so, so he's just like, now that his heart's not heavy with Betty Brander, his mind's off of it, he's just like, oh, I can actually see you as a woman now, Gwen. And I immediately no, want he to says, pursue you. He doesn't even see you as a woman. He's literally like, those eyes, those lips, she's too much. Mate, you've, you've seen it. her before. you <laughs> You, 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 this has been months, months, months and months. You, you've, you've, you've tried to you tried to get her on a date before, mate. Flash Thompson don't know what's going on. Harry Osborn's smiling gormlessly. Gwen's not sure about the motorbike. She's like, this is dangerous. <laughs> if you think that's dangerous, you have no idea. Yeah, I've just kicked the shit out of a 10-ton man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, only, it's only 10 ton because he's full of Big Mac. Well, Gwen says, you know, it looks like you're uh, seeing me for the first time. Pete says, well, maybe this is the real, 
real me breaking through. I haven't changed. You've changed. <laughs> Stuff like that. To be fair, he has he has been in a bit of a uh, rough patch. Mm. But then again, when he's in there, Pete drives home <laughs> on his fucking put put. Yeah, and uh, Aunt May and Anna May Watson are there, and they're all admiring the motorcycle. Pete says it's a beaut. Aunt May says it's a real pussy willow. You fucking what? Anna May says the expression is a pussy cat. <laughs> Get those words off my fucking screen right now. That is disgusting. And then Pete says. Thanks, Aunt May. You're a real pussy willow. <laughs> Fucking wrong. Anna May walks off and she says, you know, don't get too busy, guys, because you have to come around my house for dinner. You know, my niece is going to be there. Pete says, fuck's sake. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> I've had enough of this bitch. Aunt, Aunt May turns around and goes, look, there's no more excuses for you. You've been fucking blowing this off for months. And this this poor Mary Jane girl, she wants to meet you. Pete's like, oh, I'll just have to get it over and done with. He'll be there. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, sure, I'm out of here. And then he just pulls yeah. a sick wheelie. He's like, <laughs> puts his fucking sunglasses on. <laughs> I'm wanted. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, Known Peter to our no Peter. Is he bought that motorcycle purely just to pick up chicks? I guarantee you, put money on it. Right. Now, I've owned a motorcycle now for five years. Right. And I can guarantee you the only thing that I've managed to pick up whilst I've been out and about is 40-year-old blokes or 50-year-old blokes that wander up to me and go, you know, I used to have a motorbike myself. <laughs> the Green Goblin? Probably. <laughs> Won't put it past him. Oh, Pete! He's like fucking. I oh, have to do it. He drives off. He says, "Wouldn't it be funny if she's like a, a real doll?" And then he goes, "Oh, there's no chance." But we all know that she's maybe just meant to be fucking beautiful. Exactly. We we. The thing is, he already knows this as well because because all the goals fell out with him. Exactly. They said yeah, that sinner. They said that she was supposed to look like a like a supermodel. Movies to everything. I mean it's in her face, but they everyone's seen it except Pete and us. And we fucking know we know anyway. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is too famous not to know. But he's a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. But no, next time he is going to have to meet uh Mary Jane Watson and will the rhino be contained by the New York police? I guess we'll find no, out. It's gonna be contained by Ronald McDonald. And just how badly have those spores affected John Jameson? Yeah, those those breadcrumbs that were subtly <laughs> subtly placed on this on this issue. Yeah, there's there's a lot. But Pete's got his fucking motorbike and he's driving off at twenty miles an hour. Precisely. That's not a one two five. That is a twenty five cc motorbike. Oh, you know it. Fifty at top. It's like one of them pedal bikes with the engine. Like strapped to yeah, it. that's exactly what it looks like. It just... Honestly, the engine is no bigger than a watermelon. You can see through the bike yeah, to the bushes. Straight through it. Straight, straight through it. But that's it, Brad. That is done. A dunyan ring. Dunyan. Any, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Peter's a dick as always. I can't wait to see what the attraction to Mary Jane is, how she's introduced into it. Um, 
Rhino looks like a toe. And that's my final thoughts. I can tell you that MJ has been smoking that MJ the way she fucking speaks. Oh, I'm about to. Mate. Am I going to get cringe? Am I going to be like... Whoa, fucking... She's like, you know... <laughs> what? Is she sound like fucking... Sounds like fucking Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> <laughs> you know, James Franco with Pineapple Express. Yeah. That's Mary Jane Watson. Oh, f- fuck. Off, She's fucked. <laughs> She's fucked. <laughs> Pete's sitting there and she's like... You ever think about... The stars? <laughs> Stop stares at him. <laughs> that's it. That's LSD, mate. That's it. No, that, that, that's definitely her weed. Probably LSD as well. It might be laced. Um, it was the late 60s. Early 70s at this point. Mm, poop. Maybe. Late 60s. Late 60s. No, we're definitely in the late 60s. Um, that's it. That is done. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. But for us, it's uh, it's over, Brad. It is indeed. Do we have any housekeeping? You can find us at Spidey Podcast on pretty much everything. You know, you if you if you're listening to this, you know where we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the website, all that good stuff. If you liked it, you can leave a review. Or just reach out to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also if you liked it, please please uh check out the other um the other podcast on the Outpost FM um label yeah. that we're on. We've got Beware of the Leopard, which is coming back for third season panel show about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Fred which uh, is a spin-off of that very thing with two people talking about life. Well, aren't we all? Aren't we all? We're talking, we're talking, we're talking about someone else's life. Yeah, we talk every fucking week. We are. But yeah, if you liked it, you know where to find us. Reach out and we can talk more Spidey on the internet. We'll see you next time. See you guys. Goodbye.